Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. All right, open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 24. We're going to start in verse 3. Seven signs of the end times. Seven signs of the end times. Matthew, chapter 24. And I want to encourage you, too, to read Matthew 24 and 25 on your own time. Study that out. Jesus prophesied a lot of these things that we're going through currently right now, over 2,000 years ago. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, out of the easy read version of the Bible says this, Later, Jesus was sitting at a place on the Mount of Olives. The followers came to be alone with him, and they said, Tell us these things, what will happen, and what will happen to prepare us for your coming at the end of time. So number one, one of the things that we are uh, required is not to be deceived. Yeah, we don't need to be deceived. Because these things Jesus prophesied, he talked about wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and earthquakes in various places and nation rising up against nation. I don't need to prophesy the next plague when Jesus 2,000 years ago already said plagues are going to take place. Why do I need to regurgitate Jesus' prophecies? Come on, hello somebody. No, but there's prior proper planning, the three peace. We can prepare for these things so that we can be a witness to the world. You know, when President Trump became president, you know, a couple of years ago, one of the concerns that I said was, is that I knew prosperity was going to come to the United States of America. And I actually began to give a warning, be careful, be careful, be careful what you, what you put your trust in. Come on now, boy, you put your trust in. When things are going really well and things are going good, it just seems to be a little bit like human nature. Sometimes we get into that coasting mode because everything is good and then something tragic happens and kind of just takes us out of the loop. We don't know what to do. Fear strikes us. Now, let me ask this question. How many of you in here have ever been outside the United States of America? Can I see your hand? Okay. So then you know what I'm talking about. We, we do live in the greatest country in the world. Most Americans have never been out of the United States of, of America. They, they don't know. Anything they, they see is on television. And, and they, that lies sometimes. Okay? So we have a Western mentality. And we are the blessed, most blessed nation in the world. I'm not kidding you. This is the greatest nation in the world. And God raised this, up, this nation up more than 230 years ago to be a witness, to be a light into the world, and to protect Israel. So we, we should not fear when these things come upon us. Why? Because we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. He hasn't changed. He just recycles things. But isn't it interesting? Sometimes because of fear and because of men's hearts that are evil, they will use fear to try to influence people. Come on, somebody say amen. So we shouldn't be deceived. Matthew 24 and 4 and 5 out of the King James Version says this, And Jesus answers them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and deceive many. Matthew 24, 4 and 5 out of the Easy Read Version says this. Jesus answered, be careful. Don't, be, don't let anyone fool you. Many people will come using my name. So we have to be very careful that we're not deceived. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't use wisdom when these things come. We should use wisdom, but we don't have to fear. Right. Our trust is in, in, in the Lord. Our trust is in the Word. And that's the reason why we have to get stronger in the Word and stronger in the Word because there are testings that are coming. Come on now. Now, God does not tempt with evil, but He will test our faith. He will see what we really believe. And I think a testing of faith is right here and right now. Now, one of the things that I felt in my heart is that we were going to have church. 
unless the, unless the government said you can't have church, and we would obey we would obey that mandate, but we'd have church at my house because right? I'd invite you to come over. We're going to have church. Hold on, we can't come in the building. Come over to my house. Okay, so we're going to have church. Yeah, because I'm not going to let fear do something. And I'm not a rebellious person, okay? I mean, I want to obey the laws of the land. But they said, sorry, you can't go down to your building to have church. We'd be getting the word out. We'd be emailing you, meet at my house. We'll sit on the back porch with the pool with the water running and open up. And we put some burgers on the grill for for lunch after we have. Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. Yeah. We're believers. We're Christians. We're not victims. We're Christians. Solid in the word of God. We know what we believe. Like I said, the absolute worst that could ever happen to us is we die and we go to heaven. That's the absolute worst. But in the meantime, we occupy till he comes. Amen. Right? Yeah. We share our faith. We share believers. What is an awesome time right now to share your faith with those that are actually fearing. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and sound mind. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, 4, 1 through 11, if you open your Bibles there. Thank you, Jane. Pastor Timothy talked about things because the question was asked of the Lord, how will we know when you're going to come back? Now, of course, we know that during the bubonic plague over in London and all that kind of stuff, preachers were preaching the end days. We've been in the end days for about 2,000 years now, a little over. Praise God. Amen. But when you start seeing things frequently happening more and more and more and more, the Bible relates it to a woman who is pregnant who has birth pains. I mean, I guess, I guess doctors say, and women that have had babies, it's the worst pain you'll ever experience. I mean, a, a man couldn't take it. I mean, I'm just telling you. There's just something that God designed women to be able to take that pain, okay? So we don't understand that kind of pain. But, he, but the Bible does say that it will be like the beginning of birth pains. See, when my wife got pregnant with my oldest son, John, I mean, she was in labor for 36 hours. Yeah. And then with Josh, I think it was like 15, 12 to 15 hours. I mean, that's a lot. How, how, many, how many moms do we have in here? Is that a lot? That's a lot. Yeah. So he says it's the beginning of birth pains. But here in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, it says this, The Spirit clearly says that in the last days some will turn away from what they believe. I'm not sure if it's just some or if we're at a place of many. There, there seems to be a lot of people turning away from what they believe. They will obey spirits that tell lies. They will follow teachings of demons. Those teachings come through people who tell lies and trick others. These evil people cannot see what is right and what is wrong. It is like their conscience has been destroyed with a hot iron. They say that it is wrong to marry. They say that it's wrong to eat some foods, and they prevent people from eating them. God made these foods, and those who believe and who understand the truth can eat them with thanks. That's the key. We are believers who understand the truth. When everything else seems to be a lie, and there's a lot of liars out there, a lot of people lying about this coronavirus thing. Just lies, lies upon lies upon lies. It's almost like when... You know, the Y2K came around. How many were around with the Y2K? Oh, my gosh. And we thought it was going to be the end of the world. I mean, people were buying property out in Texas, buying school buses, burying school buses, stocking school buses with their beanie weenies. 
sitting outside their school bus in a fire with a shotgun. Ain't nobody going to take my beanie weenies. Come on, hello, somebody. I mean, just, and everybody was on edge. Listen, I've discovered something a long time ago. When something is fear-driven, it is not the Lord. I'm just going to tell you right now. And why do we have to fear? We don't have to fear. And nothing happened. Everybody was watching Australia to see if they were going to implode. And it didn't happen. Come on, hello, somebody. Isn't that right? Yeah. So all this kind of fear-mongering and fear-driven and stuff like that. No, you just get close to the Lord. He'll take care of you. Come on now. We're, we're, we're his sheep. He's our shepherd. Can you say amen? Yeah. He goes on to say here, everything that God made is good. Nothing he made should be refused and accepted. With thanksgiving from him who gives it. Everything he created was made holy by what he said and by prayer. Tell this to the brothers and sisters there. This will show that you are a good servant of Christ Jesus. You will show that you have made, made strong by the words of faith and good teaching you have followed. People tell silly stories that don't agree with God's truth. Oh, my gosh. Is that not happening? Hello, when somebody's got to break out a super soaker to preach the word. Or Trump, somebody's got to try to find Waldo. I don't... Y'all are looking at me. Listen, we're plugged in, okay? Some of you are laughing. The millennials are laughing because they know what I'm talking about. No, I mean, when you have to use it, listen, if you have to use a super soaker to illustrate the gospel, I think there's a problem. And if you've got to find Waldo on a, on, a, on a map because Waldo's lost and soon he'll be found, I'm not sure if he'll be found or not. Can anybody find Waldo? Where's Waldo? <laughs> oh my gosh. These things, these things are out. Listen, when the time of testing is coming, who are you going to press into? Come on, hello. Who are you going to press into? Are you going to go run into the hills? Somebody say hallelujah. Are you okay in here? Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, we're not going to run to the hills. I mean, come on now. If the greater one lives on the inside of you and you're bold in faith, you can charge hell with a wet water pistol and win. Come on, hello, somebody. You know you can win. Because the greater one's on the inside of you. Well, what, what's the ultimate price you'll pay? You'll die and go to heaven? Isn't that right? So in the meantime, let us just win as many souls as we can, right? Come on now. Share our faith. Read our word. Straighten, straighten things up. Get things straightened up. Live pure and holy. Come on. Live in the hand of God. Be the light that we are called to be. Yeah. People tell silly stories that don't agree with God's truth. Don't follow these stories they teach, but teach yourself to be devoted to God. Training your body helps in some ways, but devotion to God helps you in every single way. It brings you blessings in this life and in the future life too. Here's a true statement that should be accepted without question. We hope in the living God, the Savior of people. In particular, He is the Savior of all those who believe in Him. This is why we work and struggle. Command and teach these things. Yeah, we believe in the Lord. Number two, wars and rumors of wars. What are we talking about? Signs, seven signs of the end times. So number one, number one, don't be deceived. Number two, wars and rumors of wars. Isn't it interesting when this coronavirus thing is going around, we had some, some I guess, Iraqi situations where the base, one of our bases, was struck by mortars, right? Isn't that right? 
Yeah. I heard one commentary say, listen, okay, coronavirus is, is sweeping the airways. Okay, we know about it. There's other things happening in the world. We might need to move on. I thought it was a good idea. Move on. Ali. I guess they really don't have much to do, so they got to milk something as long as they can because they really can't talk about anything else. A lot of talking hands and a lot of opinions from a whole lot of people. One doctor says one thing, you turn the channel, and the other doctor says another thing, and then that doctor says something else, and then another doctor will tell you this, and you're like, what? Just believe this. By his stripes, I am healed. Come on, somebody. This is a sure word right here. This is what you can trust in. I mean, let me go to the great physician. He bore my sicknesses and carried my... I'll take a gospel, thank you very much. He bore my sicknesses, carried my pain. Yet that I did esteem him stricken and smitten of God. He was bruised by iniquities, the chest of my peace of mind, and by his stripes I am healed. Okay, well, that did it. Praise God. Saved a lot of money, a lot of time. I'm healed. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. So wars and rumors of wars. Matthew 24, 6 and 8 says this, And you shall have hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you not be troubled. Look at your neighbor and say, Stop being so troubled. Stop being so troubled. If you're watching on Facebook, Stop being so troubled. Jesus talked about these things. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and there will be pestilence. The word pestilent means plagues. And earthquakes in diverse places. All of these are the beginning of birth pains. So wars and rumors of wars. We should not be shaken. But we can hear the word of the Lord. If you, heard, if you were here, what, three weeks ago, I said out, on a Sunday morning, I said we need, you need to prepare, Floridians need to prepare for the hurricane. And we sent out a pre preparedness sheet. How many got that sheet? We sent it out. I didn't think that we'd probably need it now. Come on, hello, somebody. We talked about it. We did a series of faith, talked on faith. Isn't that right? I mean, several services on faith. And then I prophesied about having some preparedness. I'm still going to say it. Have some preparedness for these things. Come on now. I mean, a couple years ago, Marie and I, we bought one of those, you know, survival kit things with dehydrated food and all that kind of stuff and got plenty that last you an entire month or so. Put it in, the, put it, put it in your cabinet, put it in the cabinet and sit it up there. I mean, we got to use wisdom. Listen, godly zeal without wisdom leads to trouble. So it's okay to have godly zeal, but we need wisdom. And God expects us to be wisdom because we don't have to be ignorant of the devil's devices. We know what's coming. The world is freaking out. They have no clue. I mean, if the world was going to run without Nike shoes, Nike would be off the shelves. Can't live without my Nike shoes. Oh, my gosh, those are running shoes. Get there quick. Nobody's going to have any shoes to wear. Come on. No prior proper plan. And don't be fearful. Because when hell breaks and hits, hits the fan, then we can share with our neighbors. We can bring them in and say, listen, don't worry about it. We'll feed you. Come on. Hello, somebody. Now, I, now I do believe that the rapture will take place before. I, I am a rapture preacher. Come on. Hello, somebody. A catching away of the church. Come on. Hello, somebody. Because we're not of, not of the world. We're the bride of Christ. Hello. And Jesus is not interested in beating the crap out of his bride for seven years. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. We're the bride of Christ. In relationship, not male and female gender. 
Jesus' body is not female. Sorry to tell you that. It's not female. It's relationship. A husband and a wife relationship. So that's the reason why we're the bride and he's the bridegroom. So Jesus is not interested in beating up his bride before he marries her. Can you oh, you got a black eye, you knocked your tooth out, you got a broken arm. Hey, here's the marriage supper of the lamb. Enjoy. No, he's not, he's not like that. Come on, hello somebody. So you just need to stay plugged in though. Come on, stay plugged in spiritually. Stay plugged in your word. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking other tongues in this place this morning, man, don't leave the place without it. You need power. That's your, that's your supernatural source. It's your supernatural plug-in. Number three, true persecution. Jesus said we were going to have true persecution. True persecution is not driving down I-4, somebody cut you off in traffic and give you the digit. That is not true persecution. And you're depressed all day long because somebody cut you off and gave you the digit. What's the matter with you? Oh, I don't know, I was just driving past there. I was in the far lane and, you know, and somebody cut me off and, and I actually and they cut them off really and they drove by and gave me the digit. This is terrible. Pray for me. No, that is not true persecution. No, true persecution is when you're persecuted for the gospel's sake, for your stance for Jesus Christ. Let me, let, me help, let me help you. God doesn't expect you to get beat up. He does expect you to defend yourself. Oh, but doesn't the Bible say if one strikes you on one cheek, you ought to offer the other cheek? Yes, for the sake of Christ, that's right. Hello? Come on now, if somebody punches you, and then, and then they want to unload on you, you put a quietus on them. Come on, hello somebody. I mean, really, you, you, you can defend yourself. We are Christians and not victims. Now, you know, here's the deal. But if you're sharing the gospel with somebody and somebody strikes you, okay, that's good. But they don't have a right to just plummet you. Can you say amen? Yeah. So true persecution, Matthew 24, verse 9 says, Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my namesake. That is so true. So true, especially in foreign nations now where, you know, some of these religions are very prominent and you convert anybody to you know, Christianity, they'll cut your head off. They'll kill you, shoot you publicly. We, we don't know that kind of persecution in the United States of America. We don't know that. I, I pray that the Lord will come and we might not have to know that, but are you prepared? Are you prepared to lose everything? I mean, I've said this for years. As long as I got God, my wife, and my dog, I got everything. I mean, there you go. I, got, I don't need anything else. I got God, I got my wife, and I got my dog, and I'm happy. Everything else is passing away, fading away. What do you put your trust in? Come on, heaven and earth is going to pass away. You put your trust in the Lord. Put your trust in God. And when it comes right down to it, because maybe sometimes it may come right down to it, what do you really believe? I'm glad that y'all came to church today. I know what y'all believe. That is stinking awesome. It smells real good, even though it's stinking. All right, praise God. 2 Timothy 3.12, out of the easy read version. Everyone who wants to live showing true devotion to God in Christ will be persecuted. Will be persecuted. I have suffered persecution. When they call you an occult leader and they call you all kinds of things or you're that church or you're the holy roller church, people fall on the power of God, oh, don't go down to that church. I remember many years ago did a revival up in Sarcoxy, Missouri, and we were at a full gospel church of God, church of Christ church, I mean, a, a disciples of Christ church, 
Part of it was disciples of Christ. The other part was like non-denominational. It was really weird. And so by the Thursday night of the meeting, five of the deacon board members met me in the hallway. And they didn't want to bless me either. They wanted to hurt me. And then when I walked out into the parking lot, they surrounded me in the parking lot. And one of them said to me, who's been telling you we haven't had revival? We had revival here back in 1964. I'm like, dude, it's 1999. I think you need a refreshing. Come on. I, I, sm I smell stale bread and stale oil in here. Something stinketh. Amen. Been dead for 40 years or four years I'm not, or four days. I'm not really sure. But something stinketh. Yeah. Surrounded me in the parking lot. I, hallelujah. Here, this, this, this one was a biggie right here. Wow. It was a biggie. We did a crusade in the country of Haiti. And we were in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. And toward the end of the seven-day crusade we were doing, one of the big pastors in there got up on stage. And the way the platform was, on one side of the platform, the pastors would come up, and then the singers would come up. And then the other side were for the testimonies. So right before we got started, this pastor was kind of buying his time for some reason, and suddenly on the far side of the platform, a lady come walking up, and she looked like she was all crippled and everything. She plops in the center of the platform. We have a congressman on the platform. We have the mayor on the platform. We have Haiti National Television on the platform, and he makes an announcement. This woman has been dead for nine months. She has now come to life, and the crowd... More than 60,000 people suck the oxygen out of the very atmosphere. <gasps> so what do you do? What do you do? What do you do then? You get your crusade director. Get, in, get them off stage. Do something. Get them off stage. And then we come to find out later that this pastor was jealous for all the miracles and the signs and wonders that were happening. And if he, if he got out... That this person, it was a fake. It wasn't even, how'd you know she wasn't raised the dead, from the dead in nine months? There was no maggot holes. I mean, there you go. No maggot holes. I mean, it would be some indication that if you were dead for nine months and buried in a grave, yeah. it wasn't there. Yeah. And then Satan would play on that to think that every other legitimate miracle that took place, hello, was absolutely false. That's the devil. True persecution. Number four, many will be offended and fall away. Are we living in that time right now? Oh, people are so easily offended today. Easily offended today. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, out of the easy reverse says this. Remember this. There are some terrible times coming in the last days. People will love only themselves and money. They will be proud and boast about themselves. They will abuse others with insults. They will not obey their parents. They will be ungrateful and against all that is pleasing to God. They will have no love for others and will refuse to forgive anyone. They will talk about others to hurt them and will have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. People will turn against their friends. They will do foolish things without thinking, and they will be so proud of themselves. Instead of loving God, they will love pleasure. They will go on pretending to be devoted to God, but they will refuse to let the devotion change the way they live. It's called a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. Stay away from these people. That's what Pastor Timothy says. Stay away from these people. 
2 Timothy 3.13 says this, People who are evil and cheat others will become worse and worse. They will fool others and they will also be fooling themselves. Are we not living in that time right now? We are so living in that time. In 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 3, it says this, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, by our gathering together unto the Lord, that you be not soon taken or shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter from us, that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, that the man of sin be revealed in the son of perdition. So what do you mean of falling away? Falling away from church, falling away from the word, falling away, getting caught up. I, 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 this is, I, think, I pray that this wakes people up. That they go, man, where, if something were to happen to me, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my family? What's going to happen? That we, 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 listen, revival begins in the church that brings vival to the world. Oswald J. Smith wrote a book called A Passion for Souls. He said, nothing less than a genuine revival in the body of Christ that results in an awakening among the unsaved will ever satisfy the heart of God. So revival starts with us. How does revival start in your own personal life? Hunger. Spiritual hunger triggers the move of God. Spiritual hunger. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you'll be filled. It's spiritual hunger. It's a desperation. <coughs> Hungry for God. We cannot all say that God has not been wooing us to come closer to Him. He has, has He not? Has He been wooing you to come closer to Him? Yeah. Then then that will tell you that in the future some things are coming. This is what I see in the coming. I see great chaos in the world. But the church of the Lord Jesus Christ rising up in power, being the light that she's called to be, the soul of the earth. Come on now. Full of the Word of God, full of the Holy Ghost, doing the works that Jesus told us that we can do, casting out devils, laying hands on the sick, raising the dead, freely we received, freely we give. And I see in these last days the Word and Spirit churches will rise up because everybody else that's been on the bottle of milk, they're going to need some meat at one point in time in their spiritual life. Come on, hello, somebody. And God is not interested in putting brand new babes in Christ in refrigerator churches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Billy Sunday was asked the question, what do, you, what do you do with new believers? Do you put them in a refrigerator? He said, no. He said, that's a good place for dead chickens and hams. And he said, we don't want to put newborn babes in refrigerator churches. God's not going to have that. Hello. And then those that have been on the milk, they're eventually they're going to have to... Listen, everybody needs milk when you first start out. But you've got to move on to some Chateau Briand. Hello, somebody. Amen. And a good steak. Hallelujah. Yeah. No, we need to grow up because God wants us to grow up spiritually. Can you say amen? Yeah. Second Thessalonians 2, 1 through 4, the easy read version, it says this, Brothers and sisters, we have something to say about the coming of the Lord. We want to talk to you about the time when we will meet together with him. Don't let yourselves be easily upset and worried if you hear that the day of the Lord has already come. Someone might say that, that, that this idea came from us in something that the Spirit told us or something that we said or in a letter we wrote. Don't be fooled by anything they might say. 
That day of the Lord will not come until the turning away from God happens. And that day will not come until the man of evil appears and one who belongs to hell. He will stand against and put himself above everything that people worship or think worthy of worship. He will even go into God's temple and sit there claiming to be God. You know, I think everything will be shaken, will be shaken. If you look at the book of Haggai chapter 2, it says the heavens and the earth shall be shaken. And everything that will be shaken will be shaken from then. I think there's a whole lot of shaking going on right now. When people's heroes can't play on Sunday. Hello, somebody. Somebody got shaken. Somebody got shaken. Hallelujah. Who are you putting your hope and trust in? People that project some certain image that you think is our hero here today gone tomorrow hello I mean there are those of us in this room that still remember the Beatles and when John Lennon said we're more popular in Jesus Christ hello guess what he ain't here and Jesus is come on how many remember that how many remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the millennials like who who are the Beatles I don't know Beatles is, is that a bug? I saw a beetle bug out in the parking lot. Praise God. Amen. I saw a Volkswagen out there. No, no, no. All these people. Come on now. Jesus Christ remains forever. And our hope and our trust is in him. Number five, false prophets. Evil abounds. Love grows cold. Full of fear. Matthew 24, 11 through 13, it says this, And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And because iniquity shall be abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end shall be saved. That's you and me, my brothers and sisters. Don't be afraid. Luke 21, 25 through 27, King James Version. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity and the seas and the waves crashing. And, and roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then they shall see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. Men's hearts failing them for fear. In, in any line in the United States of America at Walmart or Target, it was fear driven. Totally fear driven. Any news media, any Facebook, any social media, you see it's all fear, 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 fear driven. And men's hearts will fail because of fear. Fear opens the door to the devil for sickness and disease. And God has not given us a spirit of fear. We don't have to be of them but fear. Luke 21, 25 through 28, uh, the easy read version says this. Amazing things will happen in the sun, the moon, and the stars. Okay, so let's take a look over the last, what, two to four years. How about these blood moons? Anybody familiar with the blood moons that have happened over the last two to four or five years? Mm-hmm. The book of Acts, chapter 2, it says the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great notable day of the Lord. That's not talking about nuclear war. That is talking about signs in the heavens. Amazing things will happen in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and people all over the earth will be upset and confused by the noise of the sea and the crashing waves. <laughs> people will be confused because of the waves that are coming from the television. How many commentaries have we? I'm a little confused. I'm a little confused. I'm confused. Confusion comes from a failure to make a decision. 
whether you believe it or whether you don't. They will be afraid and worried about what would happen to the world. Everything in the sky will be changed. Then the people will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to happen, stand up tall and don't be afraid. Know that it's almost time for God to free you. That's awesome. Freedom! Number six. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. Watch this. Not the gospel, but this gospel. There's a difference between the gospel and this gospel. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for the witness unto all nations. Then the end shall come. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you to be a witness. So the witness in which Jesus was talking about and the gospel that he was talking about was the gospel preached with good news. If you're broke, you don't have to be broke anymore. If you're sick, you don't have to be sick anymore. If you're depressed, you don't have to be depressed anymore. Not only that, there's signs, wonders, and miracles. The blind seeing, the deaf hearing, the lame walking. That's the gospel that Jesus was talking about. He said in this gospel, God, it's been more than 2,000 years. Why hasn't Jesus come back? Maybe this gospel, the gospel of miracles, the gospel of signs and wonders, the gospel of salvation, the gospel of the display of the power of the Holy Ghost has not yet been preached in all the world. But once it has, it's already begun, folks. In 2013, I partnered with 18 other crusade evangelists and we rented 19 major stadiums in the country of Honduras. We rented two 747 jets, flew in 2,500 people into, the, into Gusagape. We had over 25 big buses, Greyhound buses. We shipped 2,500 missionaries all throughout the entire nation of Honduras. It's called One Nation One Day. And some of you are looking at me like, this is the first time you've ever heard that. I can't tell you how many pastors I've talked to about this. And like, I've never heard anything like that in all my life. Isn't it interesting how things can fly under the radar but we think that we're the biggest, baddest thing in the next, you know, since the sliced bread. Over 1.9 million people gave their hearts to Jesus in nine days. In nine days. That is an absolute fact. The second One Nation Day we did was in the country of Belize. I partnered with six other crusade evangelists and we went in there. And, and, and in Belize, they only have like 350,000 people in population. So things are really happening in the earth. I think sometimes we're just so in our own world. We're in the box. In the box. You know, I'm a, I'm a jiu-jitsu practitioner. I love the martial art jiu-jitsu. But jiu-jitsu is up in people's grill. We, we, don't, we don't have the two-foot rule in jiu-jitsu. As a matter of fact, in jiu-jitsu, you can't get me off of you. And because of you panicking, when you start to panic because I can't get the guy off of me, then you start making mistakes. Hello. I don't understand the two-foot rule. That's the reason why jiu-jitsu is so intimidating because you are, you are in people's grill. Yeah. It is not socially acceptable for us to be alone. God said it in Genesis. It is not good for man to be alone. But isn't it? You see, everything is opposite of the devil. The devil—that's what the devil does. It's everything opposite. He, listen, he is not more powerful 
than the creator of the universe. As a matter of fact, he himself is a creation. He's a created being. God created him. He doesn't have more power than God. And only one-third of the angels, only one-third of the angels went with him. And they were mostly the praise and worship team of heaven. Did you know that? Gabriel had one-third, Michael had one-third, and then Lucifer had one-third. So when he fell, when Lucifer fell, he took one-third of the worshipers. So for a short period of time, heaven had, didn't have a worship leader or worship team. For a short period of time. Yeah, as fast as lightning, actually. Praise God. Amen. This gospel of the kingdom. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5 says this, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of Almighty God. But because there's been a famine of the supernatural in the churches of America, anything that's supernatural that happens, people freak out just as much as a virus that's let loose. They freak out. But these things should not be. And God is going to change it. How do you know that? Because the Bible says he'll make every crooked path straight. Every crooked path is going to be made straight. Every wrong will be righted. Why? Because in Romans he says that he is just. And he's a justifier to them that love his name. How many love the name of the Lord? I love the name of the Lord. So no matter what situation you're God is just. Doesn't matter what people are doing to you or not doing to you. God is just. He's a justifier to them that love his name. And oh, how I love the name of Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20 says this For the kingdom of God is not in word only, but in power. And that is resurrection, Holy Ghost, miracle signs and wonders, power. 1 Thessalonians 1.5 says this, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, in as much assurance as you know what manner we men were among you for your sake. So it's not just in word only. A lot of talking hands. And then when the rubber hits the road, hit the road, Jack. Don't come back no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. Come. <laughs> Hello. And that will tell you who is a true shepherd and who is a hireling. When it comes right down to it. Come on, hello somebody. If the Bible says there will be false prophets, how will you know them? By their fruit. People aren't what they say. They are what they do. Hello somebody. They are what they do. They are not what they say. Amen. I thank God for Brother Hagin. Come on, hello. I thank God for Brother Hagin. Solid. I thank God for Oral Roberts. I thank God... Come on now. I thank God for Billy Graham. These men and women of God. And there are men and women of God today that are godly people and they are powerful leaders. And they are leading. Why is that? Because we come down from the lineage from the disciples who came from Jesus. Can you say amen? We're in, that's our company right there. Word of faith company, spirit, word and spirit company. That's all the way back to the disciples with Jesus. We're, we're of that camp. We're of that faith camp. Come on. Amen. Yeah. Number seven, final one. God will pour out his spirit. As evil increases, the grace of God goes deeper. When evil comes here, grace is here. As a matter of fact, when evil goes there, it's already meeting grace. Because God's not going to be trumped by the enemy. Can you say amen? So when wickedness abounds, God's grace abounds even more. And along with God's grace comes a greater presence, 
comes greater signs, greater miracles, because you can't have not God show up without something happening. I'm just going to tell you, you can't have it. And you can't have revival without a move of the Holy Ghost. It's impossible to have revival. You'll see it. I know you'll see it in Plant City. There'll be signs. Come join our spring revival. And just because there's a revival and the sign doesn't necessarily the people in the building are being revived. Come on, hello somebody. You'll see it. Spring revival. Revival, revival, revival. Man, you can have you can have revival today. You can have revival tomorrow. You can go home in your house, sit in your lazy boy chair, have a revival there. Praise God. Amen. You can have <laughs> you can have it anytime you want. You can have an encounter with God anytime you want. James says if you draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. Can you say amen? And I believe that you know we're living in the last days. I know we're living in the last days. And the most amazing thing, God knows we're living in the last days. He, he's not shocked by this. The whole world is trembling and he's not shocked. And neither are we. Can you say amen? Amen. Well, all right, so number one, seven signs of the end times. Number one, don't be deceived. Number two, Wars and rumors of wars. Number three, true, true persecution. Number four, many will be offended and fall away from God. Number five, false prophets, evils abounds, love grows cold, full of fear. Number six, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world, then the end will come. And number seven, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And Acts chapter 2, verses 16 through 21 says this, but Joel the prophet wrote about it, what you're seeing happening here today. This is what he wrote. God says, in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days I will pour out my spirit on my servants, my men and my women, and they will prophesy. I will work wonders in the sky above. I will cause miraculous signs on the earth below. There will be blood, fire, and thick smoke. The sun shall be tainted into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Can you say amen? And I'm so glad that each and every one of you have called upon the name of the Lord. If you guys could just stand to your feet real quick. We want to pray for... Thank you for joining us this week. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net.